Swimsuit? Check. Sunscreen? Check. Phone charger? Check. Don't forget to pack the 5-Hour Energy. It fits great in a pocket or carry-on, and the alert feeling will help you arrive ready for anything. Now get 20% off when you use code 5HETRAVEL at 5HourEnergy.com. Expires April 30th. One-time use only. Not valid with other discounts. Remember, visit 5HourEnergy.com and use code 5HETRAVEL to save 20%. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Let it rip. I'll turn my mic down. You can join in if you want. Well, no, I'll turn it down. I'm just, I'll just jump in like like a, a random voice at some point. So I'll just keep it down for now. Okay. I'll, let, I'll let you get your business done and then I'll jump all over your business. And then what I what I what I will podcast business. All right, that's got to be the cold open right there. I'll just jump all over your business. Just jump all over your business. That's what I do best. Okay, I'm dying now. The following podcast may contain discussions supported by science that may be considered dangerous to some listeners and conspiracy theorists. Discretion is advised. The Three Down Greencast is brought to you by the Pile of Bones Brewing Company. Home delivery available in Regina at sassbeardelivery.ca. Welcome to the Three Down Greencast. You are listening to the Internet's only NHL free agent frenzy free podcast. I'm Joel Gasson with uh, John Fraser, as usual, as, yes, we will not be discussing any NHL free agent talk on this podcast today, as we are recording on Wednesday, July 28th, and, uh, yeah, apparently NHL free agency opened up, a bunch of money was spent, a lot of dumb stuff happened. So stupid, I love it. But we're not getting to all that, but what... NHL free agents frenzy frenzy leads to, and uh, plenty of other free agent talk usually leads to, is a lot of really bad takes. Mm -hmm. And we're going to get into some takes in this episode, as I'm going to uh, steal a game from one of my favorite podcasts, the Split Zone Duo, where we're going to basically, uh, inspired by a couple of restaurants in this province, decide whether takes are hot or cold about every team in the CFL, plus a little extra on top of that, basically just to kind of preview the season ahead. Uh, we're doing it a week early because if we did it next week, it would basically be a season preview before you'd have like five hours to listen to it before the first game. So that would not be and and would be a little rushed. Wrong, would be a little rushed. How how wrong and how bad my takes are certain to be. Mm-hmm. We got to give people time to digest it before mm-hmm. I'm like proven wrong yet again, or before the Fraser curse strikes somebody else's Achilles. Yes, absolutely. Should I just like? Should I just like not name any players if I can? This because I feel like if I. I mean, even... you don't know half the players in the league right now, anyway. So I mean... <laughs> you are not <laughs> wrong, not wrong at all, Joel Gasson, on that one. Uh, I but remember, I do this now like a professional. I have a desk. I have I have a slidey out thing for my drinks. I have rosters up. I am, I'm a real boy now, and and. I'm way more sober than I usually am because of the whole baby watch 2021 mm-hmm. still being a thing. Yes. 
So we're going to talk about all that. Uh, we do have a special guest that will be joining us in a little bit to uh, share his thoughts on that as well, as we thought it'd be something that would be better with uh, another voice added to the array just in case. But... It's okay if it's in a three-way. <laughs> I, I mean, <laughs> yes, Little and... Lonely Island? Yes. Yes. That is, of course, one of uh, CBC and many other uh, previous employers, the one Dan Plaster. Dan, how's it going? So many employers <laughs> <laughs> from across Western Canada. <laughs> we got to break into I, Eastern Canada one of these days. I would love to. That'd be so awesome. I, I just, I just don't know who would want me anymore. I'm old. I'm mm-hmm. grumpy. I like John and I get like this is just so like this is the green. Is this like the grump cast? This is Can the grump be. cast, right? I mean, it, I'm, it, a, it, I'm apparently the happy one around here, which is saying something. Yeah, well, that's yeah. A, that's a crazy <laughs> thing about all the three down pocket. Everybody's so positive. Like it's so gross. <laughs> and then like, and like then Hodge and, there's Hodge us. and Dunk, it's just like, oh God, guys, you're amazing, but like like just be angry. It's fun. Embrace it. <laughs> <laughs> and I and I can warn you both. Mm-hmm. I've had a day at work. Yes. Oh, I thought you said you had a date. Oh, Where is this going already? You probably shouldn't be saying that out loud. Lacey might hear right, that. Right, right. Talking about, talking about my pregnant wife who's upstairs putting my two kids to bed. Yeah, guys, I have a date. Oh, no. It was it was a day that mm-hmm. uh, basically I was thinking about drinking something at like 2 o'clock as opposed to like 3 o'clock like I normally do. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I, there was a possibility we may have done this show with just Mr. Plaster. Uh, but then, of course, Lacey still has not gone into labor. And I also felt uh, if John wasn't here, Dan and I would just spend the entire episode talking about college football realignment. And uh, most of you that's probably fair. don't want to hear that. So <laughs> that's 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 I mean, in fairness, we also spent like five to ten minutes talking about my equipment last week. So, mm-hmm. you know, we're, we're, we're starting to trim down the niche. So um, we are no longer a John's equipment podcast. No. But before we get into everything, um, we are going to open with a little bit of a take. Well, not really with a little bit of a take. It was inspired by a tweet I saw yesterday or whenever on the old tweet machine that asked, um, basically, what was your worst sports take ever? <laughs> and, I, and I quote tweeted that saying, well, John's going to have to think about this one for a while. Nope. This is, uh, this is right on board. And uh, I hope Dan Plaster's heard this one before because I'm waiting for the giggles to come out because... My, I've had some terrible Fraser tweaks. Tweaks? Takes. Tweaks. Um, I wish I could tweak some of my takes before. Um, <laughs> but the one that will always take the cake is the time that I thought Johnny Manziel was going to lead the Hamilton Tiger Cats of the Grey Cup and start and possibly win the Grey Cup game. And that was like from real early on, that was from season one of this pod, and out of all the dumb shit I've ever said in the episodes that preceded and have proceeded, that is by far the worst take I've ever had. And uh, I'm, I stand by it. I thought it was good, and it's now just become a running joke. That and the Fraser curse. The good news for you is you're kind of not alone in that one. Uh, Spencer Hall of the no. Shutdown full cast replied to that one, and he thought Johnny Menzel was actually going to be a really good NFLer. So... So there's, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, (laughs) So, so, but non Johnny Manziel tweets aside, Mm -hmm. I would say whatever take. I don't know. You necessarily have to be something that you put out there publicly, even if it's something you said to your buddies at some point in time or something. Right, but I yeah. do think that the other worst one is whatever curse the riders Achilles to all simultaneously explode that one day. 
because there's no way that's not a Fraser curse right there. No, I mean, we praised the defense for, like, a, the week before nonstop, so. Oh, yeah. I see what you did. You yeah. spoke it into existence. He did, I yes. did. I did. And, and and just like we rode the reverse uh, – the I, I rode the reverse Fraser curse to the Bombers winning the Grey Cup last year by picking against them as I could um, – yeah, I know this one was just straight up bad Fraser Curse. So, Joel, I you are mm-hmm. a man who is not without sin, but no. not as much sin as I. What's yours? Uh, there's probably a few from my past. Um, most recently, I was one of those guys who thought Vladdy Guerrero Jr. was overrated, even though he was uh, very yeah. young. I was definitely one of those guys. Um, back in the earlier days of the Ottawa Senators, when there was the alleged choice, though I've since learned there wasn't really a choice and things happened, but anyway, between whether they should sign Wade Redden or Zdeno Chara, I was a Wade Redden guy, uh, just because I thought, you know, the way the game was moving, puck movement, etc., etc., uh, he would have been better long-term, and then his career just completely fell apart, and Zdeno Chara is still playing, so, yeah. That's, and and at one true. point or another, I probably was very happy that the Ottawa Senators were purchased by Eugene Melnick. <laughs> that's a juicy. <laughs> I mean, at that the time, all of it. <laughs> that might be that might be worse than Manzel. It is. I mean, no one knew at the time what an asshole he was. So I mean, <laughs> cheap asshole. Don't forget the word yeah. cheap. Well, Blaster. Now you've had some time to think. What's yours? A man that has basically worked in every market in Western Canada. Uh, my bad takes go all the way back into the early '90s when I thought a man named Doug Brewster from the Clemson Tigers was going to be the rider starting linebacker after Eddie Lowe retired. And Blake Marshall ended his career by running him over in preseason. <laughs> wow. Wow. So, uh, did, so basically there, did was you know... the, there was the plaster curse and then it turned into the Fraser curse is what we're learning. Oh, it's yes. just kind of like, it, it's like <laughs> the first day we met Dan Plaster, you passed the curse giving abilities to, to me. So, um, although so, I'm so like, John, you uh, let's we go back to Saskatoon and training yeah. camps and all that stuff. You're the only reporter that was not afraid of me. <laughs> really? Everybody, like, I don't under, like, I'm a, I think I'm nice. You I'm are. grumpy. Kind of a frown, but you're like the only guy that just doesn't run away in fear. And Joel, but Joel's I mean, here. like he's talking about the Saskatoon guys, obviously, right? Right. Yeah. 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 And it didn't well, matter that... if I was at Global or with the Riders or with the Pats. You were just like, hey. But everybody else is just like, holy cow. I'm, I'm like, my, I smell. I know I smell, <laughs> but I mean. It's, just, it's usually hot down there. <laughs> it is hot down there. I need, uh, what, what's, what, where, where do you, where do you hide your, your chip, your chip nuts there? <laughs> <laughs> what's. Uh, Equipmunk? Yes. Yes, Those you do. You you hide them in your equipment. So equipment. Okay. Yes. Yeah. 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 So you hide them in your equipment. And uh, no, I was. Uh, I think by the time that you and I had really started talking, I had already realized how bitter I was at the business, and that's why we got along so well. Because <laughs> I think the first year of rider camp, I had just been like, I think I had been told that despite the fact that I put in like all the legwork to get the Husky broadcast, that I was not going to be there. Now. This is no slam on Dave Thomas. Dave Thomas is an incredible play-by-play man and deserve the job. But it's like you put in all the work and they're like, yeah, nah, fuck you. You're not doing the game. So you can do sidelines. So by that point, I was like, this business sucks. I hate them. Hate everything. Oh, Dan is also angry. Let's hang out. Let's be friends. <laughs> Just anger. Love it. Always. Oh, yeah. that- that's 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 one of John's top qualities. It's probably not the word I'm looking for. 
Just say, may, may the path you take be lit by the bridges you burn. <laughs> oh, there's been some bridges burned on this podcast, that's for sure. <laughs> oh, God, there's been some bridges burned just about through my whole career. I think all you see behind me is like me in my Toyota shirt and flaming wreckage of a broadcasting career gone sour. And it's always better when you end it. Oh, oh. See, yes. not only did I end it, I was smart enough that I told enough people around the station the real reasons I was leaving, but said, don't bring this up until I'm, like, past my probation at Honda, because that's, that's where I went to. And mm -hmm. they all did. And still to this day, I will make comments on social media and get, like, texts like, oh, you pissed somebody off today. And I'm like, yes, still, this province. <laughs> I am in their, I am in their minds, Dan Plaster, which is. Living rent-free, as the kids say. Oh, I yes. am certainly rent free in some of the higher ups of Saskatoon Media Group, and which is why uh, I now just do this with Joel and 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 you today. Wonderful. Smooth transition time. Um, a bridge we don't hope to burn is, of course, our friends at Manscaped. Oh, so good, gas. Um, yes, and we will keep this below five minutes of talking about my equipment, uh, mostly for Jacques Chartier. Uh, you are welcome, my friend. Uh, the Olympics, Euros, baseball, major championships, the return of the CFL are all in the summer. You know what isn't? A wild and hairy bush, Joel Gasson. Tamer pubes with for, um, from our help. <laughs> I haven't done many ad reads in a while. Uh, basically, Manscaped wants you to tame your pubes, and they are our friends. They're the leaders in below-the-waist grooming. Their fourth-generation performance package includes the brand-new Lawnmower 4.0. An athlete treats their body like royalty. Why not treat your pubes like Olympic gold? Fellas, do right by your balls and join the two million men worldwide who trust Manscaped by going to the website and use the code FANSIDED20. So just throw in a little Google. Uh, I did want to talk about uh, some of the uh, other things it comes with to treat your equipment. Uh, their liquid formulations, uh, the crop preserver ball deodorant so when we're talking about those sweaty days at training camp uh if you ever have to cover them again uh make sure you Hopefully get some not. of this yeah yeah and crop reviver ball toner so they um it feels good on the equipment when you put it on there makes it smell good so uh don't forget 20 percent off free shipping with the code fansided20 at manscaped.com 20 percent off and free shipping with the code fansided20 at manscaped.com achieve pubic glory this year with Manscaped. That has a light on the razor. <laughs> I know. I know. That's I love how you Google this while we're doing this because I did not send how you any How could you tell? Notes. I was just like furiously <laughs> looking at this and I'm like, this looks so I can do this in the dark, which is yes! the best time to do it. It is. <laughs> See, for me, it's, 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 it's Thursday mornings when I work a late shift and my wife and kids are out of the house. Boredom takes you to strange places. It does. It does. And, and, and you know, wanting to be privacy. But that that's right. The light on these things. Yeah. It's, it's incredible. Just do, just buy for the light. It's great. You're clear for takeoff. Now, now, that would be great. I could see now an emergency situation. A tornado is ripping through Saskatoon. I must run to the basement. I must find a flashlight. My phone is dead. And out comes my lawnmower 4.0. And you know where it's been, but it's got a flashlight. So it's also survival gear. That's how they should brand it. Yeah, that, that sounds... That sounds great. You just make a camel one, put the little like a really bright light on it, and the, the bunch of people would buy it. It's 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 funny actually. My uh, Instagram ads are all as I've been, you know, 
talking very loudly about Manscaped, yeah. Talking loudly about Manscaped <laughs> and talking about having the baby and ordering strollers and new car seats and yada, yada, yada. Um, this really hilarious thing came up. It was like a tactical like diaper bag for men. It was basically a diaper <laughs> bag that was camoed and air forced out. Hell yeah. And I like, I don't know how insecure you have to be to have a tactical diaper. And it was like stupidly, I want to say this. Thing Are there like, like hidden compartments in it? That'd be Oh, incredible. with like the Velcro places where you could put your, your combat where you've served. Right. You, you absolutely could. I even think you could get a tactical diaper bag. There we go. I even think you could get it. Yeah. Tactical baby gear, military-style diaper bags. Um, on Amazon, you can get ones that look like you might actually have been in a war for like a hundred bucks. Wow. Well, no, this is actually a whole thing. Tactical baby gear. TBG. <laughs> There's and and look, yeah. So you got the Velcro things plaster, and it says like "Daddy or Mommy" on the Velcro. On the tactical diaper bag, it is a bestseller. It comes with a matching like cradle thing it's all like military green uh yeah the the deuce 2.0 tactical diaper bag deuce 270 bucks <laughs> or hair kit deuce the deuce yeah these uh, things are like oh. this is oh you can even get it in camo black camo so navy like camo you can get a patch with a skull and instead of the two bones it's like a rattle and a bottle and behind it well it's funny because it it looks like it comes with two patches that say daddy and mommy but there is room for more patches so you yes. could like whatever you wanted for your tactical diaper bag for your 150 dollars us Whoa, like, and, two, oh my god 200 bucks canadian yeah yeah oh my god i still think but, but, dan, dan i still think you need to get one of these to bring all your stuff to work in the next time you go to the office Oh, <laughs> everyone my, at CBC new... with like their leather CBC bags, and you come in with a tactical bite baby diaper bag full of laptops and stuff. The deuce two point oh, don't forget the deuce diaper. Yeah, and one diaper, an adult diaper just in case. <laughs> I'm close, <laughs> getting there. In case you get stuck behind a train. Yeah, <laughs> I do walk to work sometimes. You know. <laughs> Sometimes if you're like me and you had a bad day, so you splurge on KFC chicken wings, it's a little touch and go the next day. Chicken. I love chicken. <laughs> that was almost sensual. <laughs> I do love chicken so much. You know what goes really well with chicken? Oh, here it comes! We always have to thank our uh, OG sponsors, the Pile of Bones Brewing Company. So before we get into the bulk of this program and actually talk about some football for a change... I guess we'll start with the guest of the program, uh, Mr. Dan Plaster. What's in the mm. glass this week? Uh, I have a a nice bourbon. Uh, I needed to be a little bit aggressive for this one tonight. Fair. Right. Uh, it's an it's a actually it's it's a it's an Elijah Craig. It's oh, yeah. a little bit of a cheaper bourbon, but it uh, it does the trick. It's delicious. That that sounds that sounds delightful. Mm. So, so now my heart. So now I should give the disclaimer that um, my beer choices, uh, I'm Lacey's officially on mat leave, and one of the biggest savings in the budget is my craft beer choices. So my um, my beer choices are going to be a little bit more plain. So if you like cheap, you're going to go on a year-long cheap local <laughs> beer adventure with John Fraser. Um, the first one, and actually high praise on this one, is the Brewhouse Ultra. 
unlike most other low carb low calorie beers they're not trying to gouge you i think it was on sale 23 bucks at sobey's liquor for 15 cans uh it is non-offensive it is local and i had five or six before and after a hockey game last night and feel fine so it is also not loaded with preservatives so uh brewhouse ultra from great western not terrible i was pleasantly surprised <laughs> bringing endorsement if there ever was one well, well you just, <laughs> normally you see the name brewhouse and the last time mm. i bought something by brewhouse was to like play beer darts with because it's cheap and so you see okay brewhouse eh, but yeah it's it's a win it actually is a win. I my expectations were low, and this significantly passed them. Yeah. Uh, and don't worry, Joel. I will not unless we want to do like a terrible tasting day. I will not stoop to the level of the brewery that shall not be named. That's good, because uh, I'm probably I there's a good chance I might show up to your house if we're allowed to on Sunday with this summer pack that Shelter Brewing in Saskatoon just put out. You apparently could pre-order this week, so I might do that since oh. I'm actually going to be up there. Fantastic. Yes, it looks quite tasty. Uh, for me, I am sticking with the sponsors of this fine a program, the Pile of Bones Brewing Company. I felt like I've been a bad uh, sponsor, E, whatever it is, recently, as I haven't had a Pile of Bones brew on this podcast for a while. So I am drinking the one, the only, uh, probably one of my favorite from them, the Red Ale. I know it's not really winter, it's not really fall, but it's hot as hell, and I still love it because it's just a fantastic beer, and I don't really have any other reason to drink it other than it's just damn tasty. And and, uh, and like most large, hairy, sweaty dudes, you mm. probably keep your uh, house at a very nice, cool level. So it's really... We are, I am upstairs, inside. though, when it is a little warmer upstairs than it is downstairs. Well, you just go tarps off, and then it would be, you know, <laughs> you'd really cool it down a little bit. Okay, Ron McLean. <laughs> that is such a classic <laughs> photo. Just rocking the air guitar, no tarp on. The, uh, the best part is I have both my kids trained to say it's tarps off time when they take their shirts off. Sun's out. Guns out. Heck yeah. <laughs> so finally, after 600 years, the CFL season is finally about to begin. Uh, next week, we will finally see some games. We finally get to talk about some games. But before that, uh, we're going to have a little fun here. Play a little game to sort of preview the season ahead. Um, fans of this podcast know that we are, uh, well, at least myself and now Dan Plaster are friends, are fans of, uh, some college football podcasts. One of them is of course mm -hmm. the split zone duo where, uh, they talk actual smart college football stuff on like the shutdown full cast where they don't talk about college football at all and talk about a lot of dumb stuff, which is kind of what inspires us. It's really true. Yes. So on the split zone duo, they play a little game with, uh, regional restaurants for the different conferences that are basically, they serve hot food or they serve cold food. And is this take hot or cold? So we're going to play this game. I'm going to go. I have a series of takes lined up here for all nine teams in the CFL, plus a bonus one. And then we're going to go through uh, some of the award odds from our friends at uh, Bodog Canada there as well, just to kind of see if anyone thinks uh, the leading candidate may actually win that award or not. Okay. So um, unless there's any objections, the restaurants I have chosen in choice. So if you believe the take I'm saying is hot, a.k.a. true, you will call it Bonton Cafe out of Saskatoon. Oh, that's such a good place. As they have the Firebird there, which is, of course, a red-hot dish that is also quite oh. delicious. Oh, so good. I, I could I could go for a po' boy right now. Yeah. And if you believe... Oh, the... I love that. Yes. Yeah. Great place. Yeah. Or if you believe the take is cold, cold like Dandy's ice cream here in Regina. Boom. I love it. 
then of course that's false. Not not saying Dandy's is false. It's just they serve cold food, and that's where the cold take comes in. I like it. I like it. So okay, rules Dandy's are clear. Rules are clear. Okay. Bonton. Yeah. Bontons. All right. Perfect. All right. So we'll start west, go east, kind of a little bit. Uh, we'll start in the beasts with the BC Lions. Even with an off, improved offensive line, quarterback Michael Riley proves to have lost a step and is actually a problem now for the BC Lions. Oh, I am going to go Dandy's ice cream on that. I think Michael Riley uh, is a great quarterback, will continue to be a great quarterback, and the pandemic giving him a year off after like the absolute shit-kicking that guy took in his first season with BC is one of the best things. He's not regression old. I think, you know, had he started with this was, if this was his first year with BC, he might actually be able to stay upright this year. So I'm going to say that is a cold take. I think uh, Michael Riley could uh, lead the West in passing yards if they can keep him off his rear end. And if not, then Nathan Rourke, Canadian, uh, might end up dying behind an offensive line. That's a little hot take in there. I got to sneak it in a little. <laughs> like legitimately, I'm not going to lie. Uh, I, you could, pro- you might've heard me typing. I was not typing anything football related. I was typing the Bon Thompson menu. Fair enough. Dan. Oh God. Tough one to start. eh? it is. Uh, I, you know what? I'll go Bon Tom because I just, is it too much of a layoff for an old man? It, it's it, like he has had the holy hack beat out of him and part of it's his fault he doesn't get rid of the ball he is a gunslinger till the day his football career ends and that's the way we love them and that is why he will be one of the most beloved players ever in the CFL but man he has to be careful this year yes it's only a 14 game schedule yes he could probably beat his brains in through this one but I Mm. No, I yeah, I I I'm on that one. I don't think he'll make it through the year. A lot of guys at that age just fall off a cliff, and I I I could see it happening. I think there's we may look back on his career at one point and see the signs were maybe there in Edmonton when they kind of struggled a little bit, and then he went to BC and it kind of just went downhill a little bit from there. It was just masked maybe by some other problems. Uh, the Calgary Stampeders. This is going to be a real hot one here, guys. The streak continues, and Calgary actually finishes first in the West. Oh boy, Bon Tom's um, on that one. They're my Grey Cup out of the West. Okay, the, <laughs> I'm, I'm thinking again, Dandy's ice cream because I think Winnipeg places ahead of them, and okay. that I, I I've got Winnipeg winning the West only because they basically brought back their whole team, and I'm hoping that Zach Caleros doesn't fall apart. Okay, don't talk about Winnipeg too much. We still have to get to them. That's fair. Um, <laughs> but anyway, the, by the streak of I mean, they're still very good. So you can believe that they're not going to win. the. They may not finish first in the West. They could, but And wins the West could also still mean going to the Great Cup. So either way. But just they continue to be a very dominant team regardless. Yeah, no, I, I, would, I would agree with that assessment. Now, I mean, it's rare for a player to basically come out and, and, and hearing Bo Levi Mitchell basically come out and say, yeah, I got nobody here, but that's okay. We'll figure it out. Like, it's it's kind of a weird comment to come from a quarterback that's like, I know it's like Bo Levi being confident and being Bo Levi going, yeah, throw anybody out there, I'll make them great kind of thing. And I, I love the confidence. I am a huge fan of Bo Levi Mitchell's confidence and swagger. I think it's a big part of what makes him great and all-time great. But mm-hmm. I just, I don't know. He's always had 
at least one or two guys that you know he could count on, and then he found a way to slowly make everybody else around him great. Uh, I think they're still going to be good. I think they are still a playoff team. I don't have them winning the West, though. I have them at the playoffs. I have them being very good. So, uh, Ryan Ballantyne, please don't come knock my door down and <laughs> come and debate me for the next 10 hours and be angry. But, uh, no, well, that's you, a damn you... ice cream to me. Well, congrats to Calvin McCarty on now becoming a thousand yard receiver this year. <laughs> <laughs> Fraser curse right there. <laughs> uh, up the road in Edmonton. Oh, for the record, I I'm thinking I'm starting to lean towards the plaster. I think Calgary's going to finish first in the West. I'm not hundred percent sure yet at this point, if they're going to get to the gray cup, but just the way things are shaking down in the West, uh, I don't know if it's going to be as strong as people think it's going to be uh, in Edmonton up the road. There's been some disgruntled vets there. Of course, a lot going on with Derek Dennis and uh, the way uh, Kenny Stafford was run over by a bus on the way out the door. Yep. Proves something is up, and the Edmonton Elks have a very rocky season. Uh, bond tops for sure. I, I, I think Jason Moss, although bombastic, may have been a bit of a scapegoat for a organization that clearly has some deep problems in team culture. Uh, it's just... If you read what the guys are kind of coming out with on social media after Stafford got run over by the bus and and Derek Dennis and what a lot of players are basically saying is same old Edmonton, things have changed, new name, you know, Moss is gone. At least originally Moss was your scapegoat and you thought, oh, Jason Moss could potentially be not the right kind of temperament to be a head coach. But to see this continue, got to think it runs a little deeper. So I that's absolutely Bon Tomps. Uh, I think it explodes, and I think we're going to have guys that want to get out. You're going to have just – it's just going to be – as I love to watch the hockey team out of Edmonton fail because of old hockey men and terrible decisions, I will probably take some joy in the football team failing and watching the old football scribes who I have publicly stated before I'm not a – giant fan of try to write their way out of this one with their buddies in the old boys club i too am also bon tomps and i think it's even deeper than that now as teams really had to clean house because of the pandemic edmonton did as well and they did an extra mm -hmm. fine job cleaning house top to bottom especially that uh, administration staff and the the, the, the top side of things and it's going to be interesting what kind of culture they're building and this is like a first step in rebuilding whatever they're trying to build and this is not a great first step especially from our 5,000 foot perspective but this is something that every team is going to go through is kind of how they're going to rebuild their organizations and if this is any indication of how things are going up in Edmonton this is going to be truly spectacular and incredibly fun to watch in oh, my own be... sick and that's, mind. That's really all I love it. at the end of the day. <laughs> yeah, oh. yeah. I, as long as I can be entertained by people like watching another team implode that's not my favorite team or the team that we talk about. Oh yeah, bring it on. Like just just I'm like that gif of the man grabbing the popcorn bag and just starting to eat some popcorn as you watch shit hit the fan. Oh, if you're gonna lose, make it messy and problematic. Yes. Like, yes, I, I always it. like to say if you're gonna suck, suck so bad that everyone remembers. Yes. Make it epic. 
Absolutely. But uh, good luck to Evan, the new Pierre guy. He seems like a good dude, and we like him. Great dude. Great, <laughs> great dude and does a fantastic job. And uh, go, Evan, and good luck, friend. Yeah. We speak to you. We are all thinking of you, Evan. We are all th- – make sure you drink lots of craft beer. It's the only thing that will mm-hmm. keep you sane. Uh, here in Saskatchewan, the Riders don't host a playoff game for the first time in two played seasons. Um, I'd say Bon Tomps. And the reason, but I, I'm waver. The only reason I waver a bit on that is from this podcast's least favorite sideline reporter came a report that the CFL may be looking at loosening restrictions for vaccinated players as early as two weeks from now. Mm-hmm. I I think that would potentially bring Brendan Labatt back. That would give them suddenly some O line depth that would keep Cody upright for the season and give him a chance to, you know, repeat, you know, a little Jesus sprinkles, corn dog, dog magic. Uh, that's the only reason I think that might be a bit of a dandy's ice cream. But if that doesn't happen, I don't think that O-line is good enough. Yeah. We both, and I'm assuming all three of us really are high on Cody Fajardo and him as a person. And you're rooting for the guy. Cause he just seems like a good guy, but Second year, second year as a starter, um, basically no O line in front of you. It could be tough at least until the new pieces like like Logan Furland and uh, gets settled in onto that O line. So I see the Riders potentially starting slow and maybe not recovering enough to host a playoff game. But I still would have them as a playoff team. That does change to me though if if the CFL does follow suit and allows a guy like Brendan Labatt to basically pull up, by God, there's Brendan Labatt's music. Mm. I, dandies, I think they're going to play second. A okay. messy, it's going to be a messy second. It's This is going to be another one of those nine five eight six eight six, 6 8 just debacle, yeah. especially with 14 games. Mm-hmm. Like, and no preseason. And no, and this is going to be one of those years that somebody's going to go zero and five at the beginning of the year and finish nine and five, and somebody's yep. going to go five and zero and finish five and nine. <laughs> this is going to be incredibly messy, 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 and I think the Riders will finish sec mm, second in behind Calgary. I was going to say you had Calgary first, so <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, 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 I did, I, I did, and I just. There's just something with the way Craig Dickinson has done something with this team. The football side of things of the Saskatchewan Rough Riders is is in good hands. Like oh, this, very this, yes. This this is like calm, no leaks. Players buy in, and that's like that's half the battle. If you have a decent culture and players like coming, unless you're LJ McRae and you can't find him wherever <laughs> you are, LJ. Hello. <laughs> Hello, LJ. Do they try and, Carrier Pigeon? I feel like that's an old go-to. I don't know. It's like trying to find somebody for the Riders Plaza of Honor. Where is he? I don't know. We can't get him over the border to induct him. Find another <laughs> inductee. <laughs> Anyways. <laughs> or the one or the one that possibly should be uh, inducted this year is too busy uh, praising Jesus and hating science. Uh, there's others. I still think Roy Shivers should be inducted. I think yes. Danny Barrett should be inducted. Yes, absolutely. 
other conversation you can invite me on later in the year. <laughs> That's Anyways, a different convo for a different day, yes. That Yes, but I, I just think there's enough consistency even with, like, I think Logan Froman's going to be a star. There's a hot take. We're going to, we'll just, we'll put that on there where we'll start with that hot take. I think Logan Furlan's going to be a star. It is going to take us some time, but I think the Riders are going to be one of those one in four starts, turn it around and end up placing second because it's just a messy season. Dan, you've either negated the Fraser curse because I've been high on Logan Furlan for years mm-hmm. or you've doubled it down and and the, the poor kid is popping in a, both ACLs tomorrow. Oh, don't say that, poor guy. I don't, well, I, but I feel like if I say it, it's not going to happen. I just like I've been high on Logan Furlan since I was doing play by play for the Saskatoon Hilltops. Like he's just like the kid's a stud, and and he's balling at camp. And I've been high on him, and I just like I'm so nervous to phrase or curse him that when I praise him, I almost feel like okay, somebody's got to be out there to like ying and yang, and I'm hoping that's what you just did, Dan Plaster. And he just works so hard in the offseason. Yes. This Okay. Well, enough for the love for Logan Furland. We'll walk away. Go, Logan. I'm and, with uh, Yeah. I'm with John. I think the O-line is going to be a problem. I do think I think they'll finish third. Uh, Taron Vaughn at left tackle is the big question mark that kind of keeps them out of hosting a playoff game this year. Um, in so. Winnipeg, the defending Grey Cup champs. A yeah. year off Can does... You say that again? No. A year off does Zach Caleros good. And he actually plays most of the season. It pains me to say this as a Winnipeg Blue Bomber fan. But I think that's a dandy's ice cream. So wait. So you think Zach Caleros is not going to play a lot, but they're still going to be good? No, no, no. He <laughs> won't make it through healthy. So he'll still play a lot. That's, I... that's what I'm saying. I'm not saying he has to play every game. Just whatever we, whatever you consider most of the season. Oh, okay. Yeah. So, like, I think he plays 10 games this season. Would that yeah, make well, it a Bon Tomps? Yeah, I would consider that most, and you can say that's Bon Tomps. Okay. So, I would say that's Bon Tomps. I think the year off has helped him. I think uh, Winnipeg, even if Andrew Harris isn't there, is still going to go run heavy. Uh, they're going to know to protect him. I mean, realistically, what OC knows better on the value of being protected more than Buck Pierce? <laughs> like... That guy was basically the Spanish announce table of the CFL for a lot of years. Like Craig Butler anywhere? Anyone see Craig Butler? Right? Oh, God. <laughs> I still remember being in a Labor Day and being way too many beers deep, sitting on the opposite side of, like, the, the, the opposite end zone that he was in and watching his arm bend and go, yeah, he's done. Like, it was that gruesome. So... I think Buck Pierce knows how to keep Caleros upright. I do th- still think like any uh, veteran player, especially a veteran quarterback, I still see him missing two to four games. But as I said, I, I have the Bombers finishing first. I think if Harris can't go, Augustine is a underrated talent that all the fancy Derek Taylor stats say uh, could just be his natural replacement. Uh, so if he has some trace amounts problems again, there won't be an issue. So um I think he plays most of the games. I, I've got him down for like 10 games, two to three, some sort of like lower body injury. Ah, can't call it lower body anymore because of the gambling, uh, but some sort of relatively minor injury. It's not like he's going to be concussed and have to eat his soup with water wings for the rest of his life. I think the Bombers will keep him safe. I'm also Bon Tomps, but it's cold in the middle. I think Calaris will play most of the season, but not be great. I think okay. this is a team that will be third in the West. And 
I think the tools around him will be the reason why they end up making the playoffs in spite of how he plays. And I love Buck Pierce. My favorite thing was going to the now, thank goodness, defunct press box sports bar here in Regina and watching <laughs> and watching Buck Pierce play Buck Hunter. It was a great thing. Probably should have played against him. But anyways, it's it it that's kind of where I'm I'm on John's track just a little bit of mm-hmm. on a different set of rails. Yeah. I didn't really attach any whether they're good or not to it, so he can play most of the season and they could suck too, and that would still be a, a hot take. So yeah, I, I think he's going to play a bunch too, and I, I think Winnipeg is going to finish second in the West, so it's a little bit of both there. Um, over to the East, Ottawa. Um, this is one short and simple. They aren't good. <laughs> any, dis- <laughs> any, dis- any disagreements yeah. <laughs> no 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 bon Tomps, that is correct uh dominic davis is going to be their starting quarterback they are a dumpster fire on the field uh yeah no disagreement they are terrible over under 3.5 wins under oh spicy For- 14 game season you got Montreal, who's improving, Hamilton, who's runner-up of the Grey Cup, Toronto, who's improving, and Ottawa, who's getting worse. I I, I wouldn't be surprised to see 0-14. Oh, Oof. yes. That's <laughs> nasty. Love That's, it. That, that is a po' boy with extra hot sauce right there. Speaking of the rest of those teams, uh, Toronto, uh, the team of free agents figures it out late for a push in October and November into the playoffs. Bon Tomps all day long. Uh, they're already starting to release some guys. Uh, Tyrell Sinkfield was released today, but I think when you bring in that many new pieces, football is such a hard game to to grow. If they had a preseason, I think they might finish first in the East. Uh, they don't really have a lot of time to really figure everything out. So uh, as, as Dan mentioned, somebody's going to start 0-5 and reel off nine in a row. I think the Argos have the potential to do that if they can sort it out. So I'm going to say Bon Tomps. I, I'm high on the Argos this year, but I was also high on the New York Rangers when they hired, uh, or the, no, the Colorado Avalanche when they uh, signed Paul Korea and Timu Solani and proceeded to be a shit show. <laughs> the East is another two-team race. I, oh boy. I don't know where to go on this one other than just a first-year head coach Nick Arbuckle, who's well, how has he been in camp? Like all you hear is just bad yeah. things. Yeah. Like it's just been, and McLeod Bethel Thompson. It's oh gosh. Listen, as the one man with a Ryan Dinwiddie Bombers jersey, I got to be high on them. He's my boy. I have a Ryan Dinwiddie Riders jersey. You no, do no, not. No, I do not. No, not a Dinwiddie. I have a. Oh no, who do I have? Eight. Give me a second. Talk vamp. I'll find uh, it when you guys talk in a second. Okay, I legitimately thought we just about became best friends because if you had a Ryan <laughs> Dinwiddie Ryder jersey and I could pair with my Ryan Dinwiddie Bomber jersey, that would be perhaps the greatest photo of all time. And we're both sexy as fuck, so there's oh, We would fill those jerseys out incredibly. <laughs> <laughs> Eat your hearts out, the Wandering Glens. Yes. <laughs> the wrong Wandering Dinwiddies. <laughs> I wonder if we could find a Dinwiddie and like, I think we'd have to find, didn't he play in Calgary for a bit too? Yes. Okay. So we'd have to find a Dinwiddie in Calgary and then somebody dressed up like a football coach. Wandering Dinwiddies. It's going to be a thing at the uh, next Grey Cup in Regina. 
I do think Toronto is going to make the playoffs uh, for reasons why we'll get to in a little bit in one of my extra takes um, as to why I think there is going to be the East will seem a little closer than it is this year because of it. Uh, Montreal, Vernon Adams Jr. takes a big step forward for the Alouettes as they uh, easily finish second in the East. Oh, Bon Tom's all day. I've got them as my second place team in the East. Mm-hmm. I would agree with that, too. I think they have made some steps forward. Love, love Kahari. It's uh, yep. they're just a fun team. I mean, just an overall top to bottom fun team. And if there's a team that you like, yeah, I think it's going to be one of those weird things that, yes, they will finish second. And it's going to be a super sketchy East final for Hamilton. It, it, they're just going to be fun to watch. Pure and yeah. simple. Hopefully, hopefully fans come out, watch them in Montreal one of the weirdest fan bases when they're on, they come and when they're off, they just don't at all. Yeah. I, I think this is a pretty easy one. I'm with that as well. I think uh, Vernon Adams jr. Has a star potential in this league and could really uh, reinvigorate the CFL across Quebec and not just in Montreal. And last but not least, the Hamilton tiger cats, they win the 2021 gray cup at home in December, ending the longest host streak and winless streak. Dandy ice cream because I'm reverse cursing the Blue Bombers again and saying the Bombers will uh, <laughs> beat the Tiger Cats in another uh, in a Grey Cup rematch. Uh, it won't be as ugly as the last one, but yes, reverse Fraser curse. The Bombers are winning and beating the Tiger Cats, who will be in the Grey Cup game. Bon Tomps, Grey Cup winners, finally getting over that hump after so many finals appearances. It's uh, it's it's about time. Orlando Steinauer, former Fresno State defensive coordinator. There you go. And uh, <laughs> had to. I think there yeah, you go. well done. Yes. Yes. And uh, yeah, I, I think it's their time. And uh, it, that's kind of a, a really good first step, first championship after the pandemic for the CFL. Yeah, I mean, I think there's just too many pieces in Hamilton They're I think they're clearly the class of the league this year. Uh, they were last year and in 2019 as well. Um, I think with the way the schedule is set up this year, it's going to be such a dogfight in the West that that team is going to be more exhausted than normal. And there's just there's just no reason why they shouldn't. So maybe because of that, they won't. But I, I really believe there's just too many pieces there. They've stuck to the plan too long. They haven't overreacted to any of their failures yet. And it is eventually going to pay off for them. And I think that is this year. Okay, a little extra one I got here. There is no crossover thanks to the unbalanced schedule, and the CFL should keep the unbalanced schedule going forward after this season. Hmm. Uh, I like the crossover. I do. Well, the crossover rule would still exist. It's just because the East teams play each other more. It kind oh. of inflates their record a little bit, right? Because there's you oh. know, more wins between them. They're not being slaughtered by the West every year in the standings like they have been in the past. Right, right, right. And with, you know, Edmonton probably go or Edmonton going to be a dumpster fire and Ottawa going to be historically like Ottawa renegades levels of bad. Um, yeah, I would I, I would bond Tom's that. I, I think things are going to be pretty straightforward in terms. Of, and I think we're all kind of in agreement that we've each got our top three of being Calgary, the Riders, and, and Winnipeg, and Toronto, Hamilton, and Montreal in some order. So, no, I know I don't see anybody surprising. I don't think uh, Edmonton or BC are good enough, uh, and Ottawa sure as hell isn't good enough. I ditto that Bon Tomps. 
And two things, Ryan Dinwiddie, former Boise State Bronco, and I do have a Ryan Dinwiddie jersey in my hands. <laughs> yes! Yes, you do! I Last do. best friends! Okay. It is a number eight Ryan Dinwiddie with the old black shoulder Saskatchewan Rough Rider jersey. Boom. There you go. Unbelievable, Dan Plaster. Uh, I, I now think when we do the live rendition of this podcast that we've been talking about now for two years at Pile of Bones in Regina, uh, we are starting the Traveling Dinwiddies, the only two guys in Western Canada. <laughs> oh, my God. I love it. Like, I, I legitimately feel like like we, we might have just become best friends. It's incredible. Like, love it. Oh, man. my heart is full. I, I, and, I and, and like to, we were supposed to be grumpy on this. This sucks. It says, I don't. I don't care. The fact that <laughs> another human being owns a Ryan Dinwiddie jersey has like, like I, I feel like I've just found my soulmate, football soulmate, Dan Plaster. I don't even know how I got this. <laughs> it has. I think it still has the tags on it. Unbelievable. That is that cat. That it, is unreal. I'm also in favor of the unbalanced schedule going forward. For the record, I think it would, I think it, it just helps with sort of, and even if you have to change the number of games, most of us on this podcast are in agreement the season's too long anyway. Yes. So if you have to shorten it to have more games within your own division versus, and you only play the only other division once every year or something, especially when they get to 10 teams, then it just, it makes a whole lot of sense. And it is, it stops the East from looking like a doormat all the time when the records are more, you know, sort of in line with each other every year. Right, right. And and, and you kind of, I kind of like that sense of intrigue. Mm-hmm. I enjoyed it in the NHL playoffs this year that you don't really, you don't see the other team that much, so you don't know what to expect, so it's harder pr- to predict. So uh, I'm also very Bon Tomps on that, just like I am Bon Tomps on uh, Dan Plaster's Ryan Tinwitty jersey. Yes, Bon Tomps all the way. <laughs> all right, so before we go... We're going to go through uh, some of the awards here for the odds, thanks to our friends at Bow Dog Canada. And whether uh, we think if the leader is actually going to end up, you know, sort of the safest quote-unquote bet to win is going to win that award or not. Starting uh, with most outstanding Canadian uh, right now, the leading candidate as of not too long ago uh, is uh, Argos linebacker Hinak Muamba. Uh, I would only say Dandy's ice cream because I think that some you'll have a Canadian receiver that'll have a great offensive season, uh, and that'll be the focus. It seems the voters uh, go from six to midnight over yards more than tackles. Uh, I, I I mean, Henock will have a performance worthy of it, uh, but I don't think he'll win the award. I I wouldn't put my money on that. Yeah, also Dandy's a defensive player. Oof. There's a lot that's... of there's a lot of defensive players on this list right now. So it goes uh Pinoc Mwamba plus one fifty, Cameron Judge, uh plus one sixty, Andrew Harris, plus two twenty five. Yeah, no, no, no. no that's not a good that bet right now. Uh Lamar Durant, plus twelve hundred. So there's a pretty big gap there. Uh Corey Greenwood plus fifteen hundred. Uh Kwake Botang plus twelve hundred. Jake Burt plus two thousand. And Cleon Lang plus two thousand. Those are sort of the leaders right now to win outright. You know what so I what would happened? That's a dearth of oof. I th- part of it is I don't know. Like the, this is one of those awards that's always kind of weird every year. Like there's always someone that kind of just jumps out of nowhere. Because I, I'm with John. There's probably going to be a receiver. And it might be here in Saskatchewan that has a breakout year and uh, gets the votes. 
It, it, and it's just I'm I'm on the site right now because I honestly think Johnny Augustine is going to be the guy to Winnipeg. I think Harris is hurt. I think you're going to see how good he is. And I wish I could put money on it, but I can't find him or I've had enough lucky bastard that I don't know how to work a gambling site right now. <laughs> One of yeah, the two. And then I was looking at the last 20 years of this award and only five defensive players have won it. And Brent Johnson won it twice. Ricky Foley and then Enoch Mwamba. That's messy. But of unless, course, I mean, the... unless unless the odds makers believe what we kind of believe is that the offense is going to be so shitty to start this year that defense kind of takes yeah. over this year. Bet the under, like you said. Yeah, bet the under yeah. early. Based oh, on yeah, uh, yeah. what we saw at the green and white game, best uh, bet the oh. under early. <laughs> <laughs> yes, yes. Uh, speaking of uh, defense, uh, right now at plus 160, uh, the leader outright to win, according to Bo Daga, is for the best defensive player, Simone Lawrence. Uh, I'd, I'd, I'd bond Tom's that. Uh, Simone's a great player on a great team and, uh, yeah, bet the under to start the season. Uh, yeah, I would, I would, I'd, uh, I'd bond Tom's that. Man. This is a hard one. This is always a hard one too. Right. Yeah. I mean, they're all hard just, really. But like, yeah. that's just so out of, I mean, you know what? I'll no dandies. I'll take the field. I mean, uh, yeah. it's a good field. I mean, yeah, I can't yeah. blame you. Uh, the rest of the field, according to Bodog right now, uh, Willie Jefferson plus 200. Might be some decent value there. Uh, Hinock Mwamba, obviously, if he's obviously expected to win top Canadian, according to them, he should be in top defensive player as well. Uh, plus right. 250. Charleston Hughes plus 350. Oh. And TJ no. Lee at plus 500. Oh, wow. That's one kind of on a right field. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, yeah, I just, I, and maybe it'll come as the season, season goes on, but I mean, I, I don't know. I just, it's one of those things that after a couple of games, you're going to see a guy emerge that is, is going to be that like dark horse favorite. I just, I wish I could spend all of my Matt leave money on this right now. <laughs> Screw the stocks. I want to, I want to make obscure bets on CFL players. Well, this sounds like a Bon Tomps or a dandies. What do we really know? Well, we know nothing. Well, I mean, we know nothing about, about anything. <laughs> right. Are you talking about like, this podcast I mean. or, or like... No, no, no. no we're, we're brilliant. Like, let's let's just keep it right there. But I mean, just in general, like, what what do we know? I mean, 25% of the league... Nothing. Yeah, like, is it is it 25 to 35% of the league isn't back from 2019? Maybe more? I mean, it's... You have two full Canadian classes coming in. I think that's a part of it. Why you don't have many Canadian players? It's just, mm-hmm. it's just wild. I don't know. It's gonna be fun season. I'm Absolutely just pumped. It's gonna, it's gonna be chaos, and we love chaos on this podcast. Yes, messy, always chaos. And last but not least, of course, most outstanding player, um, the leader in this, probably because it'll get people to bet. Um, Cody Fajardo plus two hundred. Ah, mm. uh, that's a tough one. I, I. I... Okay, just so I don't phrase or curse him, mm-hmm. I'm going to say that's Dandy's ice cream. Just, just because I, I feel like if, if I like, I have said enough nice things about Cody Fajardo and Jesus sprinkles and corn dogs, and you know, the fact I, I think I have a little bit of a man crush on him, much like I used to on Ryan Dinwiddie. Um, yeah, I, I got to take the field. Just not Cody has the potential to do it. I got to take the field to not curse the poor man. 
I'll go Dandies, and what's the odds on Vernon Adams Jr.? Uh, he's not on here. What? That's another one. Like that's yeah. like I feel like a, like a card of Johnny Augustine, Vernon Adams Jr. is like it's, it's basically as good as holding GME stock right now. Yeah. So outright for uh, most outstanding player they have listed here, Bowley by Mitchell's next plus three hundred, Willie Jefferson plus three hundred, Hinock Muamba plus three fifty, Brandon Banks plus four hundred. Michael Riley plus 600. Uh, that's stupid. <laughs> <laughs> so we'll, we'll add one more here then, because this does include Vernon Adams Jr. Just for passing yards leader, because I would go with dandies on Cody Fajardo, just because I think for as much, you know, he was good in 2019, but had the, you know, every other quarterback in the league not got hurt, he would not have been the passing yards leader, and his season wouldn't have seemed as impressive in retrospect. If that had happened, he'd have been a good quarterback kind of coming out, but not necessarily, you know, the star of the league like he kind of became that year because of the injuries to Bo Levi Mitchell, Trevor Harris, and uh, Michael Riley. Yeah, I I, I, I would ag- agree with that. I uh, I do think that it is going to be very Bon Tomps that uh, Vernon Adams Jr. leads the league in passing yards. Okay, so you already answered that one. So the last one, uh, passing yards leader. Uh, right now, Cody Fajardo is the leader at plus 190. We already know where John stands on this. So, Dan? Yeah, I'm with uh, I'm with yeah, I, it's Vernon Adams. He'll win the he'll win the passing title. So, what do you think he What do you think his lines at right now? Uh, I'm gonna he's probably based on the fact that they're going with seemingly names over anything. I'm gonna put him a he's probably plus 600 right now. Yeah, I was gonna say plus five. Okay. Pretty close. Plus 625 is what he's at right now. Aha! Closest to without going over. I win the showcase. <laughs> $1. So, yeah. Fajardo's at 190 Uh, Bo Levi Mitchell, 250 Jeremiah Mazzoli, 625 Uh, Then it gets out of order here for some reason. But anyway, McLeod Bethel Thompson, 725 Uh, Mike Ri- Michael Riley, 725 Trevor Harris, 300 As mentioned, Vernon Adams, 625 And if you really want to get funky, uh, Zach Caleros, 1200 and Matt Nichols, sixteen hundred. <laughs> wow. Yeah, that's yeah, that's not a thing. I'm like, I, that would take some sort of a miracle and a miracle shoulder surgery. But I love that Vernon Adams bet at six twenty five. That's good value at that. I would say at six twenty five, that jumped off of me. That's actually good. That's pretty good value there. I would say. Yeah. Even Mike. Yeah, I even am... I mean, if we're wrong about him being potentially done, Michael Riley a plus seven twenty five, which is. Funny that they have him in the most outstanding player bracket, but they give Vernon Adams better odds of passing for more yards. Well, that's that's exactly <laughs> like I'm just like, yeah, I, I wish there was more names. Like I just mm-hmm. I feel like like I'm seeing an opportunity to potentially make money with terrible bets that I'm sure will backfire. But I'm like, ah, I. I I wish I could get in on this. I wish there was more players you could list. Maybe I just don't know how to work the site, but it's possible. Do they have That's... the individual games up yet? Uh, uh, they have the regular season wins. So, I mean, Ottawa, we're all taking the under. Like the, <laughs> the Ottawa under. So the under 3.5 is only paying. It's only at 105. Oof. <laughs> Even the odds makers hate you, Ottawa. It seems only the CFL season props are up at this point. No game lines yet. Nice. Time to be degenerate gamblers. Hey, Jacques Cartier. Show's over. 
Wilson, you sent the game-winning email at the buzzer, avoiding a 4.55 meeting on everyone's calendar. How did you do it? I got a huge assist from Grammarly, an AI writing partner that helped me make my point. 96% of Grammarly users say that it helps them craft more impactful writing. Would you agree? Grammarly helped adjust my tone to navigate tough work conversations. And it works everywhere I write, so I can quickly communicate effectively. Your teammate used Grammarly to summarize an important document, making a three-pointer. How did he do it? It only took one click. When everyone uses Grammarly, everything just makes sense. You made an incredible slam dunk to end the game. The meeting was canceled, and your team will go home champions. Go to Grammarly.com slash podcast to download it for free. That's Grammarly.com slash podcast. Easier said, done. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.